0: This is the intro. This is the, just confirming that this is the we intro. We do it. We cut <laughs> the intro. No, so. this is going to be cut in. Yeah, this is how it's going to start. correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just trying to be free as this song. Yeah. This is sidewalk. Try, wait a second now. You can't tell me it's wrong when I'm trying to be free as this song. Yeah, yeah, to be free as
1: this song. From the depths of the sea, creeping and crawling, yiggy yes yallin', it's Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. My name is Rajiv Nathan. I am the show's co-host as well as Idea11 co-founder. As usual, I'm with my co-host and co-founder, Martin McGovern. This is the Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast, the show where you get an invitation To listen in on some kick-ass conversations with some super, super dope people. People like entrepreneurs, artists, and musicians who we have come on this show and talk about what's on their mind. Every episode we explore a deep life question so we can all figure out who we are, what are we doing, and how can we do it better. That's what this show is about. Unlocking that inner creative genius and, as the title says, discovering your inner awesome. This episode here is the season three finale of this show. Sorry to part ways with you, but we will be back soon. And in the finale, we get together with a new friend of ours named Esteban Gast. Esteban is a comedian and an educator. As he says, he resides at the intersection of silly and serious, and you're gonna hear pretty soon in this episode, it's a whole lot of silly and a whole lot of serious, and it's the perfect intersection of the two. As each of us gain more and more experience with charting a new path for ourselves and going down that path of really doing what we love, there's a lot of unexpected things that have come up. So in this episode, we ask the question, what is the true cost of doing what you love? Something that never really gets a chance to get discussed because everyone thinks it's all sunshine ponies and rainbows but the fact is it's not there's a lot of unexpected things that come up so that said we talk about what's the true cost of doing what you love before we dive into the episode one last reminder for the season if you are not checking out idealemon.com already get your ass over there And sign up for our email newsletter. You will be the first to know when we release season four of this podcast, as well as all the stories we share to help you discover your inner awesome. Idealemon.com is where you need to be. All right, let's dive into the season three finale now with Esteban Gast, discussing what is the true cost of doing what you love? Let's listen in.
0: I I think I'm in a situation where... I'm doing a lot of things that I love and a lot of dreams that I've had have have started to become reality, right? So, so it's almost like I've spent years putting in all the work and all these different things in terms of different businesses and especially something to probably focus on is in terms of comedy and speaking. So for years, you know, putting in the work uh, and then this spring I have like 25 college shows uh, and I'm traveling to clubs and I, you know, businesses... Businesses—that's tricky to say. Stuff is going really well, Uh, and so there's all these segments of my life, and they're all going well. Um, And then I haven't like seen my friends uh, or done anything. Like I'm just living hotel rooms, and I'm like just work all day, and like you know, like it's insane. It's been it's been insane, Uh, and it's been really great. I don't want to appear not grateful. Uh, It's been incredibly. Blessed, you know, a lot of it is lucky and I feel very grateful to do all this cool stuff. But it also is like, you know, like the time in my life where I'm like seeing a therapist and like all these different things because I'm like, oh my gosh, all of this is happening and it's so much, it's so much more work. And I don't know, no one, no one told me that they're like, hey, kid, have dreams And then when they come true, it's going to be, like, long and hard forever. (laughs) And then you die. Like, that should have been the speech, rather than, like, what are your dreams? You can do them, kid. It should have been, like, what are your dreams? You're going to literally chase them forever. And it'll be, like, fairly rewarding, and there will be good moments. But you'll also, like, be on your computer in airports and sleep in, you know, crappy hotels across the U.S. Yeah. And, like, I was telling uh, you guys, like, yesterday was the Super Bowl, and I... Like, I left town for some shows, so yesterday I came back into town, and then tomorrow, so I have a one-day turnaround. Tomorrow I leave for Panama to, like, host, like, MC some really cool conferences, and I return from that, and in the airport itself from Panama, I fly to Wisconsin for shows, and I come back, and I have three days, and then I go to a three-week Mid-Atlantic tour, then I go to New York for shows, and I fly from New York to St. Louis for shows. So it's super cool, right? Like, 18-year-old Esteban would be freaking out. Like, that sounds like the greatest thing ever. When you say
1: shows, these are all comedy shows. Yeah, these are all
0: comedy shows, yeah. Uh, so, eighteen, right, 18-year-old, like, Esteban from a year ago would be like, that is the life I want. But now, you know, like, in that schedule, where is there time for friends or relationships or, like, catching up on Netflix or, like... No, I mean, no Netflix and chill. There is no, no Netflix, no Netflix, Netflix and, chill. and chill. There's no chill. That's the... So yesterday was the Super Bowl, and I spent it catching up on work and, uh, and like, finalizing stuff with the tour because I'm going to be in Panama like and calling people that I needed to call. And these weren't, like, friend phone calls, right? They were, like, agent and, you know, school. And, uh, yeah, I get, like, here's a – we published the book uh, with the – I teach for the University of Illinois and teach creativity, and we published the book. And, like, that's been really exciting. But yesterday was the Super Bowl, and I was, like – writing marketing plans for the book because that's the only time I could do it. So it was the first Super Bowl I think I haven't been with friends or haven't seen in like years. And again, there's no pity party. Like I'm, I'm so incredibly lucky. I'm so incredibly blessed. But it's, it's something no one talks about. No one says, hey, do you want to start your own business? Hey, do you want to pursue an unconventional career plan? Guess what? You're probably going to, you know, be working through Super Bowls. Guess what? Your Saturdays are going to be full. Oh, you want to travel for comedy? You know what that means? I have no... Week nights, you know, like if I'm like, "Hey, girl, wanna go on a date?" She's like, "When are you free?" And I'd be like, "I don't know." Noon. Yeah, I'm free between eleven thirty and one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm free at noon or when I retire from comedy. <laughs> How <do> you, you
2: <laughs> or do it, Raj's Just come watch my show? Yeah, I've done
0: that before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's the, it's so self fulfilling. You
2: you can you can sit in the audience. Yeah, be great. buy on. a ticket even. Yeah, like, that'd be awesome. come watch
0: me. I have yeah. suggested that before. <laughs> that's those yeah so it just is, it's an interesting perspective uh and one that i read a lot about personal development listen to a lot of podcasts and everything uh and i feel like no one is is maybe that explicitly upfront at saying hey this shit is hard and then you know and and that doesn't mean it's not worth it but it's just like continues to be hard even that like i think a lot of people are Yeah, I mean, you guys talked a little bit, or you've talked nomadic lifestyle and things like that. But it's like, I want to travel the world. Mm -hmm. You mean that? Like, that means you don't see anyone. It means you don't have a home. Well, this is something that, I mean, we
1: talked about a while ago. You know, we were actually planning to move to Costa Rica for the winter until it hit us like a bolt of lightning that it makes zero business sense to move to Costa Rica for the winter. (laughs) We just want to be like perennial freelancers. Yeah. Um, And what I... Even as recently as six months ago, I totally – or four months ago, I totally bought into the location-independent idea. Yeah. In theory, it's awesome. Yeah. You can work wherever you want. You can do this, that, and the other. You can fly to LA if you want, you can stay in Chicago if you want, you can go to Costa Rica, you can yeah. work on the
2: beach, you can work in a tree house, any of this stuff. Yeah. Well, I always I always made the point that if I could work location independent, I'd be like, Well, then I get to just stay in one place, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, and it's
1: like you know, and we did the seven week road trip over summer and into, into early fall and yeah. it, it was it was amazing, don't get me wrong. It yeah, was, absolutely. least productive work fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, no, we got it. And, you know, we got things
2: done. But outside of producing this podcast, we didn't get a lot done. Yeah. I think my favorite thing was when I thought I could do that travel the world trip. Uh, I was going to travel the world for a year. And oh, and like, like one? Yeah. And yeah, I would have been in, in like Istanbul, Turkey. I would have been like in these crazy places. And I was like, We could totally still make this business work, right? Like, (laughs) you know, there's like a seven-hour time difference, but like, you know, like a call at two in the morning, I could totally pull that off between shifts. And yeah, yeah. And then you like actually get into it. We got this office, and we've worked since getting this office in mid-December. We've worked early December. We've worked every day. Yeah. Yeah. Every single day. I don't think we've stopped. And like, I'm in on Saturdays. I'm in on Sundays. And it's just like. There and that's not gonna end for a while. Yeah. Like, for quite some time. Like we have quite some time before I see any breaks in that. Yeah. And uh and someone I was talking to recently was like, Oh, you like own your own business. You have like unlimited time off. Like you can just go wherever you want. I'm like but I But the business doesn't make money. Well, I, was <laughs> like, I was like, I went and got like an hour and a half lunch today and I was like, This is nice. Yeah. <laughs> like this is I'm I'm listening to an audio book about our business, but like <laughs> this is really nice. I have like an hour and a half to like, yeah, you know, think for a second. Yeah, but it's,
0: yeah. it's just so easy to buy into that narrative. Well, and, I, it it or, or even say like that will yeah. It's like location independent. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. But you know like what is proven time and time again to be really good for like happiness and fulfillment, like having a home base, having deep lasting relationships. And that's and the like, part of it it too, like, right?
1: There's, what they don't tell you. But I was kind of going to get into with the location independence thing. Yeah. Is, so you're just going to pick up and drop groups of friends every four to five months? Yeah. Like, like that doesn't sound awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's you know, no You'll, one get, that, you'll, you'll yeah. start to get, like, no deep friendships. Someone will be like, bye. <laughs> Guess I'm out of here. Yeah. A, yeah. And yeah. With the, specifically with the Costa Rica thing, it was... And again, you know, I, I still think I'll end up doing it for like a month at some <laughs> point, and it'll probably just be more of a vacation, an extended vacation than anything else. Yeah, you'll be working yeah. on it. Yeah, and but, I'm not going to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like one of the things I'm looking at, you know, going back to when we I was so sold on the idea of like, no, Costa Rica for the winter, it sounds awesome. Go out of Chicago for the cold, go to the sun, all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, and you know, just basically live on a beach with like two, three people that we know, and that's kind of it, except for like the locals. Like one of my favorite things is being around people. Yeah, <laughs> and I was basically gonna say no. You know what? I want to not be in front, be around people for the next six months. Yeah,
0: you're like looking around. You're like all these people that I love. How could I get away the, yeah. from them? <laughs> yeah, it's even even like right. So I'm traveling and like seeing the nation and like yeah. and sometimes it's super fun, right? And and I mean most of the time. Again, I'd, I'd never want to give off like a whiny or anything mm-hmm. vibe. But it's yeah. People are like, oh, you have shows in Memphis. And they're like, that's gotta be awesome. I'm like, yeah, one night, you know, I'll meet up with a friend or go out, but then the rest of the time, like, I'm just tired or yeah. I'm doing other work. Like, yeah, it's, it's, but in my mind, it was this great narrative of like, I'm gonna travel the nation. Yeah. Like, doing comedy. People are paying me to travel right there, pay for flights and hotel. And, but that just means that you're in a, $40 shady hotel with like <laughs> scratchy sheets. You know, so you're like... You're, so putting, you're
1: putting a bath towel over
0: the yeah. floor so you don't get... I have done, yeah, so it's it's such a different narrative than, than in your mind and no one tells you that. It's kind well, of funny. It,
1: well, it's, it's, think about, like, I think back to when I traveled for work at my last job. Mm-hmm. Right? I was in sales, I traveled every now and then. And prior to traveling for work, I was like, I really want to travel for work. Then I started traveling for work and it was like, you know, say three, four straight weeks or three out of four weeks being in a different city. Mm-hmm. The idea of it is great. Yeah. And then, but when you're there, what do you do? You go to meetings during the day and then you catch up on everything you didn't get to do because you were in meetings all day from like 4 p.m. until midnight. Yeah. Then you wake up early and go to meetings. So it's like, yeah, I might have been in this, in L.A., I might have been in Denver and all this stuff, but I saw only in driving to get to where I needed to go did yeah. I actually
0: see the city totally it's like i'm very familiar with all the ramadas across the nation that <laughs> is it people are like what's your favorite place actually this is a, this is 100% true someone <laughs> someone uh, someone said what's your favorite place that you've been and i sincerely said oh the denver airport uh, and they're like what and i was like oh like like oh, i'm sorry like i guess i've gone to vegas for a show and like vegas is fun or whatever yeah or like these different or there's some fun quirky small towns but, like, my first, I was like, oh, the Denver Airport, they've got free Wi-Fi, like, really good restaurant selection. Have you been to the
1: Charlotte Airport, by the way? No, one? is it good? It's
0: a mall. What?
1: <laughs> it's just a big mall. That's amazing. <laughs> and
0: that, but that was, like, what I, like, truly, like, Denver Airport, I'm like, I got it. I feel at home. Because everywhere else, yeah, I'm like, oh, I was in Vegas for a few days, but it was, like, I did some shows and then just went to the hotel and, yeah. like, tried not to spend money. And, like, and then, yeah, shows went later. Shows were d- during the day at times. So there's all these different variables that, like. In my mind, yeah, I'm like I'm traveling to Vegas for a show, and like I'm like this is gonna be amazing, (laughs) and it just is literally me in the hotel, yeah, watching Forensic Files, going to sleep. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think, and just to kind of like, I guess cap off this whole location thing, the other thing that I realized why it doesn't make sense to be location independent is, and I'll say I'll caveat it with. Technically ID 11 is location independent. And mm-hmm. for that reason we chose Chicago. Yeah. Right? We're like, well let's just stay. Because yeah. we have a choice. Why don't we stay where we have roots and where we have established relationships? Yeah. But this idea of like the laptop preneur is what's being sold to a lot of people now. Yeah. You know, go work on a beach. First off, working on a beach is kind of annoying. Like yeah. the computer yeah, gets totally. hot there's, in your lap. There's it sand would, everywhere. Yeah. You yeah. totally ruin the USB port. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like your computer gets hot, like
0: you're you know, you're in the sun. yeah. Yeah, but it makes a great like Instagram picture. Yeah, exactly. Worth right. it for the Instagram pictures. And this is where I say, like,
1: location independence. I think it's perfect for someone who's forever just gonna be like an SEO specialist mm-hmm. or a freelance whatever blogger, writer. To have to build an actual business, yeah, technically you can run it anywhere you want, but you need to be on the ground talking to people consistently. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things, like since not decided since being like, We're not going to Costa Rica, we're staying in Chicago. One of the biggest focuses we've had is being in front of people as often as possible. Yeah, and that like that's how you build a business is with relationships and getting customers and establishing partnerships and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that doesn't happen if we're the face behind the lap, you know, behind the email, behind the laptop. That's just like I swear, you know, trust if things us. Things go wrong. We're just <laughs> like, well, we're in Costa Rica, so let's just hope things go right. So yeah. Like, no, how do we get boots on
0: the ground and actually figure out what to do next? A hundred. And I think that that's another part, of right? So we're kind of saying, oh. It's, yeah, there's this really fun narrative of traveling, and the reality is kind of different. And I think another is that of, like, yeah, building a business isn't being behind a laptop and taking cool pictures. It's There's so much more, even in, in comedy. So comedy stuff has gone well because uh, recently, thankfully – oh, God, please keep going well. Uh, <laughs> it's gone well because I've started, like, right, so colleges. So there's people – yeah, in sort of corporate shows. And I, and I paired up with this uh, great group called Cometry. And it's comedy and poetry. And, and this poet who does poetry, Iggy, who's super talented. And he does poetry and I do comedy. So that I will talk to schools. I've seen interactions that my agent sends me. And sometimes it's me. And I go, hey, like, you know, they say, we're looking for entertainment. My, my agent says, how about Esteban? And they're like, has he been on TV? Does he do anything? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's been on this podcast. And listen, that's a good credit. Um, <laughs> But they'll say no, us down. and then uh, and then the the school will be like, okay, well, what else? And then he'll say, what about Estman and this, you know, this poet, or what about commentary? And the school will be like, oh, that's different. That's good. Uh, and then I'll go to the school, and then I'll get the show with with Iggy. So it's it's fascinating to Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea, yeah, it's me and oh, did I not mention? <laughs> As a rapper and a poet. Yeah, I mean, her raps are have you read have you read the lyrics to got the whole world asking how you did it (laughs) oh my gosh oh my gosh let the whole world bad they're all neurons yeah (laughs) the effort is definitely there i like i like how just confident she's like she's like no one will call me out on the fact that none of this rhymes (laughs) she's like no one will go but, uh, I'm yeah, Australian. It's okay. Yeah, I'm Australian. That's, that's <laughs> what we do like in extra. Australia. <laughs> oh, rhymes? No, in Australia, so we, we don't just like rhyme. accidentally like say something really prejudiced against Australia. I, I so. love you, Australia. By the way, I just want to say I'm more of a New Zealander fan. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my favorite we all thing all about blacks. Australians is that they're not New Zealands. So <laughs> those are the people that I don't want listening to this. Uh, I guarantee we have someone in Australia <laughs> who listens to this. I
2: got three Australian friends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh but well, anyhow oh so so the, the commentary so yeah so, so i think there's there's an i at the beginning was resistant right i'm like i'm a comedian like uh like i want to yeah control that and i want them like i want to do the full show and i i don't want yeah and and sometimes we we and a lot being honest like uh let's say 60 40 40% of the time they're like can you throw in an educational message you know and and thankfully i like i'm a teacher and things like that but sometimes i'm like no like it's just comedy like well then we're not gonna book you and I'm like all right it, it's let's do it as educational as you want, uh, so it's interesting because because part of me is like oh yeah again an eighteen year old expat would be like are you selling out it's like what no this isn't like I'm going I'm traveling I'm doing comedy in front of people but and that's just yeah I could the other choice is. To continue doing open mics and, and like just waiting, I guess, for someone to tap me or on to the go shoulder get a job. or to get a <laughs> job. Oh, gosh. I don't even consider, no. Uh, so I think that's an- another cost of doing what you love is is saying, okay, well, what are thinking really critically and being intentional about what are ways that I can stand out? What are ways that I can actually make a living? Because uh, no one, no, like, no comedian every comedian if you think about it every comedian that's made it is like an incredible business person incredible yeah. like people Louis C.K. goes up there and he's like oh I don't really know what I'm doing right and that's his like that's persona his grid, really. yeah. dude he he edits he shoots edits yeah. and films his TV show he just released a new TV show since he
2: like yes! couldn't own an apartment he would like yes he had, he had like ketchup on the floor of the apartment and was like editing videos like, yes it, like ketchup stand- like it just sat there for months and he just lived yeah. in utter filth but he was still editing and making movies by himself while doing all while he, and doing he, the like, squalor.
0: He's got this, he, like, he's like, oh, I just became famous. You know, like, he's like, oh, everyone's like, you deserve it. He was at Sundance at, like, 25. He, like, networked his way. And, and he talks about this. Networked his Conan, way. He, yeah. He's been on everything. He, he networked his way to writing for, like, Chris Rock. I mean, or some, like, like I mean, it's it's insane. he Yeah. He also <laughs> redefined, like, when he releases content online for $5 or for free or pay mm-hmm. what you want. Like... So here he is being like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, really, you're coming up with innovative business models. He's got a huge team. Like, all this. So, yeah. So, it's, it's – and no one is like, you sold out, man. Like, or, you know, it's like, you – They're wrote. like, keep making more. Yeah. No one's like, you ready? The, and
2: the only way he can have his TV show and his new Horace show on online yeah. and all of his stand-up specials and doing that every year and coming up with brand new material every year is by taking this very business-focused approach to yes, things. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I think it's... it's So many people are like, well, I don't want to live that traditional lifestyle, but I also don't want to, like, sell out my art. And so they yeah. live in this world of, like, I'm going to create whatever I'm creating, and then just, like... I'm, I'm like, not, I'm like, too scared to really go for it, but I'm also, like, not gonna... Yeah. And it, it's... Well, I don't know. I feel like so many people get stuck in that place mentally and can't break up.
1: Yeah, I think... Well, this reminds me... So I used to be, in terms of being a hip-hop fan, I used to be heavily critical of people. I was like, oh, so-and-so sold out. Yeah. Until you get older and you realize there's... You have to make money off of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's what you love. But you have to eat at the same time. And it's like, yeah, but a million dollars is a ton of money. Yeah, but you start to build a certain lifestyle that supports a certain income. Or you income. put
2: the money back into your next product. Yeah, and that too, right? Yeah. Like, and
1: that's what a lot of these people do. Like no one no one who you look up to who's famous, who's successful, just takes the money and hoards it. Yeah. They're constantly reinvesting it in their craft, in their business, whatever. Um there's a Jay Z line off
0: of the album He says, and embrace me the music I be making. I dumb down for my audience to double my dollars. They criticize me for it, yet they all yell holler. If skill, soul truth be told, I'd probably be lyric leads, I live quality Truthfully, I want to rhyme like common sense, but I did five minutes. I ain't been rhyming like common sense, when your sense got that much in common. And
1: that's just a perfect encapsulation. Oh my
2: gosh. (laughs) Yay!
0: That's unbelievable. That's so, yeah.
2: And you hear that all the time from artists who are like, I reached a certain level and I had to like go back to what worked. Because like I tried this super artsy thing or I tried something that was like way out there. And they're like, that was fun. I got to push myself. And, like, they always have the little artsy thing that they're doing. But then they have the business thing that keeps the lifestyle running. Yeah. And they keep moving forward with it because they have to.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that just is the reality of it, of, like, I can do different fun comedy stuff when I go into, you know, like, a high school and do comedy. Something I'm not that excited about, you know, something I can't push the boundaries. But it's great. They pay well. Go into a high school. Be like, comedy, motivational speaking. And that means that, yeah, that I can do this and I can create, like, I just shot last weekend this short film that, like, flips the script on, like, romantic comedies and it was paid for through comedy money. Like, there's no way, right? And it's, like, edgy and and all these different things that's, like, that you want your art to be. And it's, like, yeah, that's over here. And the only reason that that happened was because I went in and was a, you know, quote, motivational funny speaker at a high school. And, you know, my comedian friends were, like, I can't believe you do that. It's like, yeah, but you know what's gonna be fun? Creating, like, creating all this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think John Mayer doesn't like that. He like, your body's a wonderland did well. (laughs) But he's like, great, I did that. Now I can make like a random blues album. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, and then when yeah, when people need it, I'll make Waiting on the World to Change. Done. Like he's like, let me go make some more random, like, let me go live on a ranch and make a new album that no one really likes, but I like it. And he's like, all right, when you guys need me, I'll write another cheesy. I'll write daughters. (laughs) like when you need me just come back and just play four chords and then he's like then i'm gonna go over there and make this cool shit like that's i don't know well and that's
2: i was listening there's this podcast called song exploder and it's amazing they basically invite artists on and the artist goes through and piece by piece breaks apart the song and how it came together so they play like the demo track that they recorded on their phone and then they show like Oh, and then I found this record player, and it had a weird click on it, so I recorded the weird click on the record. That's so then, cool. Yeah, and they're like, and then I, I bought this new jimbe, and, like, it had this weird thing going on, so I was like, sure, use that, and then I stole this riff from this band, and I put that in there, and, like, they they interviewed, or they had MGMT on there, and they're like, yeah, we basically just stole this piano part, and we made the whole song on the laptop we use for, like, our papers in school. Like, we had no idea what we were doing. We were students, and the song was a joke. That's incredible. And, and the whole thing is, like, you start to realize that um, what we perceive the creation of anything being, like, we what we see is the end product. And it's completely isolated from the process that led up to it. So, like whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's whatever, like you see the person on the beach with the pictures and the cocktails and the, all oh, that lifestyle, right? You see that lifestyle that they, that you assume they're living. And then you look at the process of how they get there and how they create the output. And it's so intricate and time consuming. And like, like they recorded the, the, the demo like 10 years ago. And they're yeah. like, Oh, and now I get to use it in a song. <laughs> it's like, they didn't just start making music yesterday and now they're a hit song. It's like these, yeah. things, these things add up over time. And you start building over time and you really have to be constantly doing stuff in order for something to finally hit.
0: Yeah. I was watching this interview. I'm trying to think with who. I don't remember. It was some big entrepreneur guy. Uh, I don't know. Jack Dorsey, someone like that. Jack Dorsey is famous for his, maybe it was him. But they were, so there's this interview with him and they go and he mentioned in one line, he said, yeah, for six years was broke and like just trying everything and like I was so down uh and then finally whatever you know Twitter hit or square hit and the, the the interviewer completely was like oh that's great well tell us about what's happening now and that's insane like for the fact that for a lot of these people and a lot of artists right and entrepreneurs there's there's just one line to be like oh yeah by the way five years everyone doubted me my parents you know like yeah. were unsure and they're like what are you doing all my friends were like are you right. crazy I didn't see my friend you know like so it's it's I think it's, like, humbling to hopefully things continue going well to be, like, that, That yeah, one day I'll be, like, oh, yeah, you know, for three years I started touring, doing colleges, and it was kind of lonely, and you're on the road, and, like, you know, a lot of relationships suffered and all this, stuff. like, and then, and then it's. But it'll no, just be, it'll be one sentence. Yeah, say, and the interviewer is it like. It was
2: really hard four
0: years, and now I'm doing this. Yes, and everyone glosses over that. They go, all right, whatever, whatever, that's sad. Tell me about this. Like, it's so funny. We completely gloss over the interviewer's, like, yeah, whatever, that's boring. Tell me, if you're a billionaire. Ooh. like, <laughs> What do you
2: think about the person who's going to win the lottery? Yeah. What's your advice for them? It's like, yeah. really? Okay. And I'm
0: like, wait a minute. Yeah, that for seven years or what or whatever it was. Yeah. It's it's so goofy. I think that's another.
2: Which yeah. puts so much pressure on anyone who's trying to get started on anything. Yeah. Because then they're like, it didn't work in the first three months. I guess I have to go back. And, like, yeah. you know, th- that's one of the big things that we always get asked. It's like, is Ideal Lemon making millions of dollars already? Uh, no. but oh, yeah. we have to keep going like, at it so uh, it yeah, it's like, It's like, oh, well, then when, <laughs> when do you, like, when do you pull that ripcord? And it's like, we just started. Yeah. You know? I'm, like, not, I'm not thinking about the ripcord right now. I'm thinking about what is the starting point. Yeah. Like, we're still because well, It's line. too
1: much of an expectation of it's got to happen now. It's got to happen yeah. now. And that's the biggest thing, I think that you have to learn or already have embedded in you is the patience aspect of it. Yeah. Right? Things do not happen overnight or even over, you know, 10 nights or, or 30 nights. Yeah. It's a slow build. And the to the point of, like, you don't see your friends for a while, right? Like, we're in the thick of that right now. Yeah. What are you sacrificing? Yeah. And it's like time becomes so precious. And there's that Kanye quote where he's like, the only luxury we have is time. To use it to the best of your ability. Yeah. Or, you know, to the best of your whatever. But that like Kanye
0: fashion line is very luxurious now. They're like burlap sacks, Yeah. Sack yeah. <laughs> I know. Holding them. Uh, Think of
2: how much time it probably took him to design that. That's sure. Like, that's what's so... so Kanye, confident. I know your listeners just want to apologize. <laughs> but that's always what blows my but, mind. People are like... You see something come out, right? And you're like... Like, uh, let's say Louis C.K.'s new online thing, right? Yeah one of the first thoughts when I saw the clip that I watched was like oh wow this is like much lower production than his normal show and then like I had to like check myself and be like it must be so he has Buscemi on there he has like probably four cameras set up he's got a set he's got a production crew and he's doing it all through his website for like three dollars an episode Yeah, and I'm like it's amazing how quick I was to just jump on the judgment of like, this isn't as good as this other thing. Yeah. When I have, when, who knows how many years he's been coming up with that idea mm-hmm. and finally executing Yeah. It. We
0: like block out anything that isn't glamorous. You know what I mean? Like a, a part of the process. Like if he's like, oh, I started writing this 20 years, you know, we are like, all right, that's kind of boring. <laughs> like, what's your next project? Madison Square Garden. Like that's, yeah. it just, it's so, yeah. Well, and that
2: happened with um, True Detective. Uh, the he they spent like seven years writing the first season or something like uh-huh. that and they, it came out and it was a huge hit and then they're like alright you have you have 12 months to come up with a second season or not even 12 months yeah. and he was like what? <laughs> <laughs> and then he came out with it and it just bombed and the producer of the studio was actually even just like or the, the guy on the studio was like yeah we totally screwed that up we gotta get way more creative control here cause like yeah. well, that was, we, we really went too quickly I yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think. So you mentioned you missed the Super Bowl. Yeah, I missed New Year's. I worked until 2 a.m. on right, mm-hmm. New Year's. And you would have too if you hadn't already accidentally committed to going yeah. to a dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> and these but and it's like you know, people the next day, next two days are like, "Oh, what'd you do?" I was like, yeah, "Actually, I worked." They're like, "What? You worked? That's crazy." And I'm like, and I don't I'm like, I'm not asking for your pity cuz yeah. Like, it's crazy, but at the same time, I really didn't want to be doing anything else. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like you had to get shit done yesterday for the Super Bowl. Totally, but the Super Bowl is not high on your list of priorities anymore. Is, is the is I think the bigger point there, right? Absolutely. Like New Year's for me has become just another night. Right? Yeah, if I celebrate it cool. But I was actually super pumped. I got a lot of things done that made two nights later easier. Yeah, we got ahead of schedule two nights later, and then. I got to go to yoga at, like, 9.30 in the morning. You know, it's New Year's Day, and I'm like, man, I feel amazing right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Totally. And, and I think that's the thing. I think that's, again, I'm, like, scared that I'm whining or or, or not being grateful uh, in this podcast. So, so grateful. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, like, just things change, and, and no one talks about that shift, or no one talks about that sort of, like, very real sacrifice uh, in, in sort of, yeah, these sort of intrinsic ways of, like, yeah, you're, like... You're going to have, if you want to Just do it. Yeah, right? absolutely. Because cause you're totally right. I, yesterday was great. Was yesterday the Super Bowl? Yeah, whenever, the Super Bowl. Whenever this comes out. Super Bowl 2016. with uh, the Super Bowl, I, I had this great night. Yeah, I got a ton of stuff done. I'm going, like I'm literally getting flown out to Panama and getting paid to like host a conference. You know, so if someone were like, hey, do you want to go hang out with your friends for one night and watch the Super Bowl? Or do you want to like prep and rock, like do this really good job? Hosting like a conference in Panama. i like, okay, well, a conference. Like, <laughs> that seems, yeah, that, that, absolutely, just the priorities shift and, yeah. and change. But I think there still is that part of, I think I'm so happy and it's so wonderful and, and so much stuff is, is, yeah, I'm so, ex- like, I, I genuinely uh, wake up excited to do things every day. But I think it's it, like the second half of that is like, I also wake up freaking exhausted because mm-hmm. I slept four hours because I was working. You know, so, so yeah. generally, I think sometimes with my friends, I paint this rosy picture that, that I'm like, oh my gosh, you know things are going well. Right, I wake yeah. up excited to work every day, yeah. which is a hundred percent true. And but then I'm it's like, part I, of it, yeah. And then I mumble that I'm like, I yeah, but I. Then it's like, you know, I've been up since five yeah. a.m. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I,
2: I, every morning we come in like, and we're like, so today it happened to me. I woke up and I overslept an hour, and I was like, oh fuck, I overslept an hour guess what time I woke up? 6.30. (laughs) I was like, I'm like, I love that oversleeping for me now is 6.30 in the morning and that just blows my mind. Yeah, but I will say, like, coming out of, you know, the last job that I
1: worked or was employed by someone else, I was waking up, I was going to bed super late and waking up as late as possible in my last couple months Mm -hmm. I wasn't enjoying it to the Mm -hmm. point where I was like, I don't want to wake up and go to that reality. Yeah. Um, You know, so it'd be like, I was supposed to be in by 9, wake up at 8.15, shower, and be out the door at 8.45 kind yeah. of thing.
2: Yeah, like you shower. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and now it's, you know, right, same thing. Like I'm getting mad if I snooze until 6.30. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I greatly enjoy being up like four hours before like the rest of the world starts. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, like noon hits and we're like... I've been up
0: for seven hours already. <laughs> yeah. Totally, I yeah, I like don't use an alarm clock that much. I mean, I like wake myself like I yeah again. J- there's Who a. Who genuine... an alarm clock? Well,
1: when I've you noticed, never go like to i so like the <laughs> yeah. weekends now. So like yes, uh, yesterday or Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. I. Don't you know? It's like I'm like all right weekend. I'll give myself a break. You know, I'm not gonna set an alarm. Yeah. But I'm naturally like starting to wake up around five, and then I'm like, oh wait, no no no, go back to sleep.
2: (laughs) Well, so a couple things I want to mention that kind of gets you to this point, right? Some of it is the urgency of like you're in the moment and shit has to get done, right? You have a flight to catch. You gotta you gotta wake up in the morning. Yeah. But it took a while to get to this point. Like I remember three years ago, sitting in my apartment going. God, I wish I could wake up on Saturdays and like work on stuff because we have so much to do. Like I have my day job and we're trying to build Ideal Lemon on the side. And so for like two, three years while I was doing Ideal Lemon on the side. We had the training. We had, we were training ourselves to like work every night. And yeah. We, I'd be up till like 2.30 in yeah. the morning making PowerPoints for our stuff and then going to work the next morning. And I remember I actually like had an accountability person who we said to each other, we're like every Saturday we're going to get each other up and we're going to do stuff. And they didn't follow through. And I got pissed and it like <laughs> caused a huge issue between us. And yeah. like, I ended up being like, screw you. I'm going to have to like learn how to just do things and not wait for people because I can't, I can't sit around waiting. Like things need to get done. And so I can't wait till noon on a Saturday to start working and stuff. And now we're, you know, I'm waking up at 7am on Saturdays and I'm like, cool. I've trained myself over three, four years to do this. Um, and one of these things that I read earlier this week, it was um, Mark Zuckerberg's sister, Randy Zuckerberg, and she said that you have sleep, work, family, fitness, and friends. Those are the five things in your life, and you can only have three. <laughs> and uh, the book, I th- they say to learn more about this, it's the art of not having it all. And I just think that's really amazing because I thought about it. I really sat down and thought about it, and I was like, all right. So I started dating in the past week and a half. I went on a couple dates and I was like, all right, there goes sleep. (laughs) I guess I'm not sleeping anymore. And then I was like, all right. And I also missed yoga. So there goes working out. So I tried to bring both yoga and going on dates into the same week. And like everything blew up and like I couldn't function. Like today I'm so tired because the train didn't leave until 1130 last night. And like, I just haven't slept. Yeah. So it's like, it's amazing because you're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you need to be working hard, working out, eating right, having your family in, in check. You need to really understand social connection and, like, really get out there and talk to people. And, like, you really need to have your pulse on, on the industry. And, like, and, yeah. and at the end of the day, you're like, no, I just need to get these emails out and this podcast <laughs> done and, like, hopefully go to bed at a decent hour. And, like, all that stuff, I think, is it puts too much pressure on you as well to think you could have it all. Yeah. And so I think it's really interesting it, that this article came out this
0: week. I love that Even the title of that book, I think, is good. I think, I think there needs to be, yeah, this kind of narrative that's like, this is hard, and, yeah, and you're going to wake well, up excited, why. but you're going to wake up tired. And you know what? Some days you're not going to wake up excited. I was, yeah, I was telling you guys, like, so much of my... Job, not Yeah, for me to go right on stage and have a fun show and, and do all that, like, and, and talk about comedy I'm excited about and, and all these different things. And that's just one part of, of kind of the equation or one part of what I want to do. Well, it's like that small thing. So going on stage, talking to people and making them laugh. Like, for that to happen, I mean, it had to, yeah, I kind of was like, you know what, let me make, let me pair up with this poet. You know what, let me talk to this agent. You know, and then, you know what, let me be in conversations with the agent. You know what? Let me call the schools and confirm everything. So, like, for that to happen, uh, I mean, it's just this huge chain of, like, yeah, very businessy things, very boring things, spreadsheets, like, tax forms, like, all these different things, you know, get like, getting there and arguing with, all, like, all these, yeah, I don't know, like, it's so much more... Than that I I yeah, I love that it's like there needs to be this counter narrative. It's like you're not going to have it all. And you're not going to have fun the whole time. Right, yeah. And it's not going to always be what you love. Like it's not going to be like you are doing your passion. Nothing else matters. It's like, no, you're doing your passion. And you, then
2: you're not going to wake up. Paint a painting, sell that painting, <laughs> and then just go have fun. Yeah, with your not friends. even right, sell right, that go painting. Go have like lunch. So, yeah. Yeah. Someone
0: comes up and they go, "Excuse me, could I buy that painting?" Like that's the- <laughs> like
2: have fun learning marketing, photography, uh, yeah. branding, um, networking, social media, yeah. <laughs> and, and there's gonna be you know tax forms
0: and payroll uh-huh. and <laughs> and production. You're and- gonna find spaces for your art. Like there's like yeah, it just is. Absolutely, it's like. I didn't know being a comedian, like the way that I am now, uh, would mean so much, so much business stuff, so many spreadsheets, so many conversations. But this also plays emails. into
2: the whole concept that you know everyone thinks that there's only a couple paths in life, right? Like I either have to be this totally wild out there creative, or I have to be this totally stuffed up business person, mm-hmm. and they think those are the only two directions. You're either broke and an artist, or you're you know mediocrely making an income <laughs> and having a moment of Yeah, you're at, you're at, you know, 50 and stay in there. Um, but what I think is really fascinating is if you get rid of the perception that the business side and the art side are separate and you just look at everything as like um, – we I was talking to the other day. I'm like, you're not an artist. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah. And, like, if you just merge the ideas, your entrepreneur – for this type of a thing. Yeah. Now you can start thinking about, well, what else relates to it? What else can I bring in? It's so like, you're like comedy. But yeah, education. Comedy. What? But yeah. yeah, poetry. Totally. Comedy. And that's where you start seeing these cool overlaps happen and cool business ideas starting up where it's like a wrestling comedy gamer podcast. And like that kind
0: of stuff starts. Being, being released yeah, next right. month. Yeah. On Comedy gamer podcast. Yeah. There's a pro a WWE
1: wrestler oh, who, yeah. who
0: has a YouTube channel okay.
1: about video games. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like it's cross media. Oh <laughs> like, totally.
2: Like Katie Linendoll, right? Is that yeah. her name? Uh, she has the the show. She she has Katie. her dot show. Katie Dot Show. So she has her YouTube channel, her podcast, her actual television stuff, her interviews on other networks. She has, like, four or five different businesses that she's a part of. Like, it's not just one business and, like, that, that's the end of the day. She has, like, five different businesses going yeah. because each one has its own business model, its own stream of income, its own cycles of up and down. Yeah. So, like, if if one thing crashes, her whole life doesn't fall apart. She has something else to pull in.
0: Totally. And, and that's – so I teach creativity uh, at the University of Illinois. And that's, like, that's vintage, like, classic creativity is, is – connecting things that seem seemingly unrelated right so it's like steve jobs had creativity just connecting things and yeah even we have creativity exercises one's called juxtaposition where you take two things and randomly like so you go this is an activity we do like through a dictionary random word generator and then you have these two things and then you come up with ideas and that's exactly right so it's like comedy itself yeah is going to be tricky but comedy and education or comedy and and blank comedy yeah yeah Comedy and business, what would that look like? I mean, you guys, you guys do that. Uh, and and you keep adding that, right? So, again, like, there's been these different things. I'm Colombian. I grew up in Puerto Rico, and people have been like, oh, you should, yeah, like, position yourself as, as that. And I'm like, no, you know, like, I just want my art to speak for itself. And I talk about that on stage, but I'm like, I don't want to be... Yeah. And then this, you know, like this last fall, I was uh, like this keynote speaker at like Hispanic Heritage Month at a few different schools. And it was great. And it was awesome. And like I got such great feedback and students were like, oh, my gosh, it's so great. I don't know to see this Latino and this different role in this different narrative that I don't know that that's another counter narrative that needs to be provided for mm-hmm, Latinos. Yeah. A different podcast. But it's yeah. But here I was resisting this. And it, first off, I mean, from a business standpoint, gave me shows and money and this great opportunity. And then it, like, I made an impact, right? Instead of being at a bar in Chicago or or a comedy club in St. Louis and people being like, yeah, be like, hey, I had a rough day. You made me laugh. Thank you. you, Will you buy my CD for three bucks? Yeah. (laughs) And this was. I'm like, I don't even own a CD
1: player anymore. (laughs) Sell me a USB drive. I hardly have one of those. Yeah. I have to buy an $80 accessory to have a USB port.
0: (laughs) Uh, and here I was, students and colleges, being like, wow, that's great. I never – yeah, I mean, so there's all these incredible and, – and yet I still, again, being totally honest, like I'm still resistant to that. I don't want to be, you know, a Latin comic. Uh, so it's like – but that's such an important – first off, part of my story. And, and like this necessary thing that can have impact, you know, and I and think having, having that bigger impact leads to, let's say, more revenue. I mean, it, it does. So if they go, you can come here, you can impact our students. A college will pay for that, and like it, yeah. It, it just is interesting how how we don't want to mix those two worlds exactly. Like, no, put that's our, over we put there. Our own barriers up. Uh-huh. Like,
2: we're like, I really want to live this kind of a lifestyle, but only if it's this very specific way. Yeah. And it's like the the great thing about Ideal Lemon is like someone was talking to me recently, and they're like, so like if it doesn't work out, like
0: you know, when are you gonna go
2: back and get a new job? Like, what's your timeline for it not working out? And I'm like, I don't think you understand. This is going to work out. It might not look like it looks today, but it's going to work out. Totally. (laughs) It might be a completely different business five years down the road, but it's going to
0: work. I I have that. People are like, Oh, when are you gonna stop doing this little comedy thing? Oh, uh, man. And then, uh, yeah, and, and I'm like, okay, it might like. You mean my job? When are you gonna? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what. Remember when we were talking to
1: Gina a few yeah. episodes ago? She was like, she was like, well, then I just like kind of sass them back. I'm yeah. like, when are you gonna quit your job? Yeah. Like, wait, oh, want to being a little accountant, yeah. huh? When Punching are you gonna quit your little that marriage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was mine. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So when when are you gonna quit that when little uh, quit? shitty marriage? <part> That that's such, not really taking um, your places is it
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, you were saying and then so in this it's like yeah I might not be like holding a mic and you know like doing stand up at the Chicago theater in 15 years but like what if I'm hosting a cool web series about cool entrepreneurs and getting paid by you know like blanks. Like, awesome. like, and I'm like that's a, like yeah I don't it might not look like that I might not be called a comedian like even now a lot of times they're like here's a speaker and I'm like alright whatever Uh, yeah, and it's like, but it'll be some iteration of this. It'll be some sort of. It'll also where opportunity is, or where I finally go. These are the things that should be combined. Yeah. Or I don't. Yeah. Like
2: I just started doing improv, and I'm sitting in improv classes, and like the only thing I can think about is this applies so much to what we teach. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is going to be great to pull in. And then I found out just recently there's there's an actual thing of, uh, is instead of improv comedy, it's improv drama. And I was like, "That exists. That's an actual thing." So yeah. like, oh, so improv—the world of improv—isn't even is is more expansive than just what I've experienced as well. And so everything has more to it. It's just once once you commit to whatever lifestyle you're going to start going down, you have to start digging deeper into what yeah, it is yeah. that you're well, interested.
0: Second in. City makes the majority of their money from classes, right? So even then, so I've I've been in scenarios. I have a few friends who do that. Who, yeah. Who they're like you know it's just so frustrating i'm not just doing improv i just want to perform all the time i have to teach these classes like dude you are like your full-time job is to one teach improv teach people to be silly and then you go on stage and you're silly mm-hmm. like like how is that how is that selling out how is that you sacrificing anything as an artist you have to teach other people for four hours a day yeah. and that's it like it's yeah but and it's, what's the
2: outcome you're giving people confidence in their lives yeah. it's like that's amazing it's, that's such an amazing thing to give someone
0: totally so I think sometimes yeah I think to reframe that yeah that's like I'll go into a high school and they'll be like right and, and they're like it needs to be educational You can still be funny but talk about I don't know your experience as a Latino talk about diversity talk, or coming with the poet and commentary and everything you know and I'm like oh I'm not doing what I want to do and it's like what I'm doing exactly what I want to do yeah And it it looks kind of differently, and that's the only reason I'm doing it. Like, if I want to do exactly what I want to do, yeah.
2: That's important. It's going to look different. It's going to look different. It will never look how you expect it to. Yeah. Well, one of the things,
1: and this is kind of all trade-offs, right, that we're essentially talking about, and one of the things that I think is really important. So we often tell people, think with abundance, not scarcity. Yet, I think even as much as we can tell other people that, the first thought that then goes through someone's head, myself included, when something comes up is scarcity over abundance. You know, like tell yourself, no, no, wait, just because this is happening doesn't mean other things can't also happen. Yeah. So, like a couple weeks ago, maybe even last week, we were talking about a future project idea is to um, take the 16 Myers Briggs personalities and make a hip hop album, one song for each personality. Type, that is awesome. Right. And my first thought was, Wait, but I like the raps—the type of raps I currently write—and then I was like, "Wait, but that doesn't mean I have to stop doing my like just because I do this project."
2: Yeah. Doesn't mean Raj, I, I can't do anything. You're only allowed else. to rap about personality yeah. types for the rest of your career, and let right.
0: that define you. Yeah, you'll be known as Myers-Briggs guy forever. <laughs> no, totally. It's such it's, MC Briggs. <laughs> MC Briggs. That's amazing. And
1: yeah. that's, but that's—it's funny that for as much as I can tell other people, I think with abundance, not scarcity. The first, I think, just an inherent thought is, oh, this might be
0: something we do.
1: It means I can't do something else. Totally. Like, no, no, no. No one's telling me I'm not allowed to write my own raps in my spare time. Yeah. <laughs> totally.
0: Yeah. It's like, oh, I do shows at high schools because I can't do comedy clubs. It's like, what? Right. How are those? Yeah. I, th- I th- Yeah. I think that there's so much. There's so much opportunity, and we, yeah, we just block ourselves off, or we, yeah, and it's like, I can't do that. I can't do this. Or or I'm not, yeah, I'm not a business person, right? I just I just shot this movie and there was so much pre-production. Uh it's a super short film, <laughs> movie sounds big. Uh but there's so much pre-production, yeah, and it's like, it's like, oh, now I'm yeah, it, it just to think, oh I can't do this because it's a lot of spreadsheets and I was managing people and I like you know convince bars to shoot there, all these different things and like this, yeah, this sort of timeline, this like project management thing. I don't, it's like, of course, whatever, do that. That's part of it. You know, I have to do that, and that's fun. And okay. then I'll get better at that. And then you know what happens? That I made and starred and wrote this super fun film with all these talented friends. Like, you know, it's like, that's that's worth right. yeah, this opportunity. Yeah, every, every, everything is there. It just is.
2: That's such a good point. Like, I think one of the key aspects of choosing any sort of non-traditional career path, it's less about exactly what you're working on at any given moment and more about being in control of or or putting yourself around people who think like you. Mm-hmm. And so like the thing that I struggled with the most in my previous jobs wasn't so much the work because I'm still doing basically the same thing. Yeah. Like I'm Are still you? I mean to an extent, like we haven't gone into online ads, but someday we might have to do that and I'll pull that information back in. But making PowerPoints I made PowerPoints all the time. We're still making PowerPoints. Like, that hasn't <laughs> changed, right? Sure. Um, you know, it's being able to speak. Like, these things are essential skills that I learned all along the way. But what's different is that I'm doing these things around people that I think more similarly to. Mm-hmm. And, like, this conversation, like, the whole fact that we have this podcast is me and and, like, our company basically... Saying we need more people who think like us around us, and we wanna find them. How do we find them? And like this is the excuse to go find more people. And like creating a project for yourself or like doing what you love, quote unquote, yeah. is more is less about like, I wanna make this show and make it my way. Because you're always gonna need someone else to edit, someone to write, someone to act. You can't control every actor, you can't control everything like you're gonna make a movie or a show. And at the end of the day, it's I want to be around people who also want to create this thing. Like, that's more important.
0: Because you know what kills you when you go, man, I'm doing what I love, but it sure is hard. And your friend goes, but you're doing what you love. Shouldn't you love it? And then you're like, oh my gosh, is there something wrong with me? So even the fact that we're having this honest conversation, be like, hey, we're all doing what we love. But man, there's times that it's tough and there's times that it's tired. There's times that, that we've had to go in different directions that we didn't expect. And all of us are like, Yeah that's true this is normal like this is a normal part of the process instead of yeah someone who doesn't understand that saying yeah well why like you shouldn't do that it should always feel good you're doing what you you're not in this office so it should always feel good you should always be excited well part of it is we only appreciate it
1: because there are the not so glamorous aspects of it right if That's everything true. was 110% all the time, if, if doing taxes was fun, yeah, we wouldn't appreciate having this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, and then there's those nights where like, you know, I moderate a panel with people that, whose books I've read. And I'm like, like I didn't even realize how, how like big of a name it was going to be. I was like, oh, oh, wow. All right. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. And then like I, I leave that and I just can't even like calm down because I'm so excited from that, that experience. And like, that then the the next morning we come in and I'm exhausted Mm -hmm. I'm like all right uh payroll (laughs) I was like let's figure out how to do payroll yeah um and like that's the the difference and it's like you know I mean I worked a full day then did that (laughs) at night, then came in the next morning and it's just you doing what you love it's it's you know, I have, I have friends, and, like, the running joke for the past five years is that I'm always networking. But like, Martin coming out to the bars tonight? Nah, he's out networking. Like, yeah. that's been since I graduated college, that's been the thing. And, like, it's just, it's it's now so much a joke that, like, it's not even said anymore. It's just, like, yeah, no, we, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, like, that's how far it's come. And, and so, like, what is the cost of doing what you love? That's the question here. And I, I'm curious, like, I mean, I've given up probably a lot of very, the level of closeness in certain friendships is what I've probably given up. So I was thinking, like, I'm in a lot of wedding parties, but I'm not the best man in any of them. Yeah. and Always the groomsmen, never the groom. Uh, (laughs) Right, (laughs) girls? But, like, that's the thing. Like, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, well, there's two reasons for that. Like, one is, like, I've, purposely like had to keep things at bay so that I could focus and get things done. And the other is there just isn't enough time to develop both a really, 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 really close friendships with lots of people and also be able to work this hard. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we've been doing ideal lemon on top of full time jobs since graduating college. And so it's like, you know what it's been however many years and it's it's non-stop i even had another company when we started ideal lemon so like i had three things going on at the same time in a four-hour commute every day yeah like that was my that was that year for me and i don't think i slept that year like i drink red bull every day my health was awful like i had whatever protein shake like one of those muscle milks for breakfast five hour energies i had a 24 pack in my desk and, like, it was insane. I don't know how I made it yeah, through those a, years. Sponsored
0: by a twin. Twer- yeah, fun, sponsored right, by 5 Energy.
2: But, like, now I'm at the point where I'm, like, I can't do that stuff because it's not sustainable, yeah. first of all. And so now it's, like, we'll be working and, like, you'll look at me and you'll be, like, go do yoga. Get out of the <laughs> office. Like, do something because you're going to just be awful tomorrow. Yeah. And, like, keeping that check and trying to find some sort of balance in there. Well, I think it's really interesting.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest kind of... Thing, maybe not the biggest, but one of the biggest things that we've all been able to learn is really good time management. Mm -hmm. You know, like while yeah, there's a ton of things that always need to get done. We do have the and it's like oh, so you have your own business? Just take ten hour lunches then if you want to. You're like no, well not really. I don't do that at all. That's an accurate statement. At the same time. If there's a day where you're like, I need to take an extended lunch, you have the liberty to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. If there's a day like today where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go take a noon yoga class. I have the liberty to do that. Mm-hmm. And we're accountable to each other, at least for now. And that's Until kind of we it. have employees. Sure. And then we can't do that anymore. <laughs> sure. And, and who knows? Maybe we build a culture where it's, it's fine. Yeah. But the thing is, even the decision to say, I'm going to take a noon yoga class today, I've got to recategorize everything in my head to say, okay, how late does that mean I work? What gets pushed as a result, and you know where else are things happening because yeah. I'm doing or not doing this? So even just that small decision of saying, "I'm gonna take a yoga class." Like I had to think long and hard last night about is taking a noon class the best thing I can do, or should <laughs> I kill myself and wake up and take
2: the six thirty a.m. class, which is usually what I do on Mondays? Yeah, you know, I was out late for the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's what I I at around like I don't know one o'clock today, one thirty. I was sitting there like in a zombie state, and I was like. All right, well, I've already had a more caffeine today than I probably should have had, and it's not really working. <laughs> um, I got three and a half hours of sleep last night or whatever, and I'm like, you know, I think next time I'm in this position, I'm just going to come in late because yeah. I don't think it was worth it. Like, it's worth it if you're salaried at a company and you have to be there at 8 a.m. or your boss is going to, like, be ticked off and you're going to get a bad, like, score on something. But, like if it's your own thing, the productivity is far more important than getting to the office by 8 a.m. And so, like, I missed out on the productivity today, even though I've been here all day. Like, I yeah. was far less productive than I wanted to be. And I'm like, I would much rather come in at noon and just kill it from noon to, like, 7, 8 p.m. than come in at, I think I got here at 8, and just, like, be a zombie, like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, what, what am I working on again? And then, like, ruining my own day like the, i'm losing my own my own time my yeah
0: own. <laughs> I, I was listening to this podcast from that was uh bj novak who oh, yeah, he's awesome. is in the office he also wrote a best-selling children's book he also has an app called really? the really? list so he does everything And it was unbelievable because they're like how do you do things so well and he's like i allow myself to like feel really good so he's like he's like yeah friends will call and they'll, they'll be like oh what are you up to and, he, and he's like oh i'm still like gearing up and it's like 11 a.m and yeah and obviously he's got comedy night, but he like slept in, did yo like that's so when he works, yeah, he's like I will work, yeah, noon until seven or eight, go to a comedy show, and people are like, oh my gosh, you, which
2: means he works until like midnight, right? Yeah, <laughs>
0: but but it just is interesting that he's like all morning, like yeah, I'll yeah. wake up, yeah, get home, whatever, one from a comedy show, sleep until like nine or ten, like take your time, take yeah an hour or two to get ready. So when he works, he's really worked, yeah. I, I think it all that is is just interesting to, but,
2: but to do that he's not going hanging out with friends. anymore. That's true. That like, schedule. Like that's what you have to give up. If, if yeah. you want to have a, a schedule where your mornings are open, but you're even, you're not going to happy hour anymore. Yeah. And thankfully I don't like happy hours, so I'm fine ditching it. But like, that was something where I'm like, the only, when I had my last job, I'm like the only thing people look forward to was happy hour. I didn't look forward to that. So I'm like, well, that's not something I feel bad giving up. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool.
1: Yeah. Well, and to your point earlier about the kind of the relationships aspect and you're not the best man in people's weddings, but you're in these groom's parties. Well, first off, one trade-off of starting your own thing and doing what you love is you can't be at every wedding either because of time or because of financial reasons, at least at the start. Vegas bachelor party. Yeah, you have to miss certain weddings, certain bachelor parties, certain birthdays, all that kind of stuff. That's one thing. Another thing, too, is yes, you have to miss certain things, but the people who matter... Understand. Will understand and they will stick around. Totally, they're not gonna hold it against you for missing, you know, their 26th birthday on a Friday night, mm-hmm. or you know, for what anything, whatever else might be there. It's like you know, I still have some really solid relationships, even though I don't see these people all the time. And I actually, thought it was funny was this past Friday night. I finally just like hung out with people like for the first time in a really long time. All I did was just like we went to a bar, I hung out and i didn't talk about work the entire time which is like that's another thing too it's very hard for me to separate yeah ever talking not you know not talking about work because i'm kind of always doing it uh but this is just one of those nights where it was like no you know i had a handful of beers we just had fun and going into the night i you know i texted a handful of people i was like hey plans tonight and like four or five people got back to me like no why what's up and i just go I don't know, I haven't been social in a while
0: just looking just looking for some interaction. <laughs> I hear this is what people do on a Friday. I've heard rumors about this.
2: I remember back in the day we used to do things on Saturdays. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and but
1: still a thing. And forward thinking, you know, like and this is all part of to get to a certain point, like and this is why most people I think don't necessarily pursue the dream, the passion, whatever you want to call it, the thing. Because you've really got to have a lot of willpower, and you really got to gut through a lot, of eat a lot of shit to get to the point of having steak on your plate. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think about it, I'm like, this is the eat shit time, right? It's the mm-hmm. nature of the beast. And but then I'm also that like, bad. and and it really, isn't it really right. is, it really is. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm I, really motivated every day to use things.
2: your thing. I'm very
1: grateful. I'm so grateful. Right, I'm so, <laughs> right? so this so is the grateful. eat shit period. But then I'm forward thinking, and it's funny. Like a few weeks ago or a few months ago, my one of my parents' friends, just as like a side thing, hobby of his, he does palm reading. Like, he's very into astrology. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's like a side job. It's just one of his hobbies is he'll yeah. just read palms if someone asks him. So he's reading my my money line on my hand. And he's like, you're not going to really be financially stable until you're about 50. my mom's like, what? <laughs> and then I was to- I told you that, Martin. And then you're like, like, shit, you I business not. <laughs> and then I thought, and I was like, well, this is interesting because I'm building my own thing. That I wouldn't be financially stable for another you know twenty something years, and then I was like, but that actually I could see that making
2: sense because I feel like a
1: lot of what I make I'm going to end up reinvesting to make more things. Well, that's yeah. what Amanda
2: Palmer does in uh, yeah. the, Air of the Basking. She spends a lot of time talking about how um, her Kickstarter was like one of the highest uh, funded Kickstarters. Million she was the first years. one to make it yeah. to go past a million? Yeah. Yeah, and she immediately started getting flack about it. Like people were just tearing her apart. Like what are you gonna do with millions of dollars? Like you just sitting in your room with a million dollars? She's like, no, like, I've already spent the million dollars. Yeah. Like I spent it before I raised it. I've been paying people on the produ- production crew for months. Like, yeah. do you not understand how how running shows across an entire country works? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> so I look at that and it's like, yeah, that
1: could make sense. I'm not, you know, air quotes financially stable. Whatever that definition of that is because yeah. i keep future girlfriends for run <laughs> yeah seriously, because <Well, laughs> i keep putting it back into the business and things we want to create but then at the same time it's like well if the money's going back into the business the effort's going back into the business too right yeah. and i think another reason recently why i realized why i am so into the hamilton musical and listening to that soundtrack like what's the thing they keep saying why do you write like you're running out of time this kid is non-stop and i'm like i don't think i could relate to anything better than yeah. that when they're just like he just keeps going and going and going like as if he's running out of time. Yeah. And are. I and I yeah and I can feel like that could be the future and we'll let off the gas a little bit. But you know fun. why It'll Mark Cuban long. is still on Shark Tank? Why Damon John is still on Shark Tank? They could never work a day in their life for the rest of their life if they wanted to. Yeah. They made enough money, but they still want to keep going back to work and they still want to keep doing these things. And you know and and I'm like, man, there's a lot of businesses they invest in. Yeah because there's more things they want to get their hands in and that like their time hasn't become less the more successful you become the more precious your time becomes you don't get more time in the day like CEOs work harder than entry level employees yeah and and that's just the nature of it and I, it's a reality that i don't i'm not even i'm not saying i'm afraid of i'm just like yeah it's tough right now is it going to get any easier maybe not i think it's just the, the circumstances begin to change around you
2: yeah well I'm, I'm just Well, agreeing. we can wrap up there because yeah, the hour.
1: Before we wrap up, Esteban, yeah. let our listeners know um, just, I guess, a little about yourself and then what you're working on and where they can find you.
0: Yeah. Hey, everyone. It's me, Esteban. <laughs> the guy
1: from the last hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you might have heard me on earlier this podcast. <laughs> uh, I am, I say, I'm an entertainer, educator, and entrepreneur because they're all yours. are Adjutana An And Adjutana Uh no, so I, I as I mentioned I perform stand-up comedy uh, and then also create short films and lots of fun stuff like that. Uh, you can and then I also teach creativity. Um, he's very grateful for it I'm so grateful (laughs) hashtag blessed thank you for listening to this point I'm so I don't want to make it seem like no I'm so grateful for everything and then uh, I run a few small social businesses micro businesses is actually what I call them Uh, Because they're small, (laughs) and then uh, my uh, they are. I don't know if you know what micro is, fellow listener. But I'll teach you, communicator. With so you can find out at Esteban E S T E B A N Gast dot com. Gast. And then my Twitter is at Take Find me on Facebook, or I have a YouTube channel. Uh, I have a TEDx talk that kind of walks through. My life philosophy. So if you just Google Esteban or YouTube, Esteban Gast TEDx. I also just released a few months ago, a short film I'm super proud of. Kind of flipping the script on like White Savior Teacher. It's Hollywood funny stuff.
2: It's I have seen. It funny.
0: Hopefully funny, thought provoking, all that good stuff. Intersection of silly and serious. That's where I want to reside. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. What that's, was the Twitter handle? At take a rest upon. So it's at Take a R and then my name Esteban. <laughs> it is, I I don't know. What sometimes people are like, oh, I like it. It seems like something I made in sixth grade. It seems like my first AOL screen name. Switchblade <laughs> 1025. Oh, that's, that's so good. I
2: had just gotten a butterfly knife from my uncle. It was sweet.
0: Switchblade.
2: Uh,
1: that's it's like when name. uh we had Landis on the show and she was like, We were like, What's your company name? And she's like, Nendis. and we're like, How'd you think of that? She's like because my business partner and I are 10 years old, and we just combined our two <laughs> names. That's hilarious. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, but find out there. Um, yeah, I guess. Cool. cool. All right, so then to wrap up, yeah. we'll go one by one, starting with Martin and closing with you, Esteban. Cool, been thinking um, about it. The question for this episode is, what is the cost of doing what you love, Martin?
2: The cost of doing... This, this is like the toughest one to summarize, I feel like. It, it might be. Um, I think, uh, really, we didn't get too far into this, it was just kind of mentioned, but the concept of just really heavy focus on self discipline um, that's the cost. Like, you can't mindlessly do anything, really everything has to have some sort of purpose and I get knocked for that too often. Like people are like, just, just like relax and have fun. Like why does everything have to be an idea that you're trying to execute? And, uh, I try to relax, but everything, even the things that I consume while I'm relaxing tend to get pulled in somehow. Um, so I, I kind of look at everything I do, whether it's my habits or whether it's the stuff that I watch and consume with purpose. Um, And any time that I'm not being mindful, I feel like those are the times that take away from doing what I love. Mm -hmm. What
1: is the cost of doing what you love? For as much as we have talked about the stress and the long hours that come with it, and you remember whenever it was when I said, you know, we had pulled a 70-something hour week. And we were like, man, that was exhausting. But then I was like, but... I did spend like five hours today writing about Batman, (laughs) so you know, like things like that are, I think, make it all worth it. And I and for as long as we work, we do get to spend an hour today having, doing a fun podcast, right? So those things make it all worth it. I think the cost at the end of the day is a lot of people not understanding what you're doing, and I don't think it's good or bad. It just is and you've got to figure out a way to deal with that because there's a lot of people who do understand. At the same time, there are a ton of people who can't wrap their head around the fact that, wait, you worked on New Year's Eve. That sucks. And I'm like, no, but like I enjoyed it. Yeah, but, but it's New Year's Eve. Who would do that? Yeah.
2: Well, and the people that do understand are also working on New Year's Eve, so they don't have time to like sit around <laughs> and like commiserate. Like, I feel like everyone who has a 9 to 5 has an entire body of people to go to happy hour and commiserate with. But if you're creating stuff, like everyone else is creating stuff, who also understands that, and so like there's no one to talk to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I suppose a better
1: way to phrase it would be the cost is a complete shift in the relationships that are in your that are in your life. Yeah, and I and for me, I think it's incredibly for the better. The people we know now, I'm like so honored to know some of the people that we know now. It takes a lot of mental there's some there's some anguish and there's just some wait what to know that people that you're friends with just better out you know at the start maybe or and there's something you start different about
2: the ones that stick around exactly so, like, so I think
1: that's the cost is, yeah. is the relationships yeah Esteban what's the cost of doing what you love
0: um well good question I feel like we could have a podcast around it <laughs> um one worth I mean I think there's so many i I've, I've Thought about it because I knew this was coming up, you guys. <laughs> uh, I thought about it, and there's so many different ways to uh, phrase it, to phrase it, or, or just so many different like aspects of it, right? So, so I was like, oh, it can be funny, be like social ridicule, uh, <laughs> which there's some truth to that. Uh, I think it's, I think it just comes to to like redefining success like on your own terms or what that means. So and, and I so I'm gonna approach this maybe more from like this pure artist standpoint. So I think the cost of me, you know, going and performing comedy, something that makes me feel alive. The cost of that is a whole lot of other things that I didn't anticipate and that aren't that much fun and are skills that I need to develop and and are skills that yeah aren't at all related to stand-up comedy. So I think it's it's kinda being okay with that like with what success means or what work means so i think it's just being open and flexible to what you will need to do i suppose so the cost is is oh you want to do what you love well to get there you're gonna to have to do a whole lot of things you didn't expect and a whole lot of things you don't necessarily love but it will be worth it because you're going to do what you love but realize that to get to what you love you have to slog through a lot of things that are unexpected and, and perhaps things that you didn't see coming Uh, And I think to add to one, something worth mentioning uh, is I think a really interesting question, too, is is what caught like where is the line of something is costing you too much? You know, like like so what is the cost of doing what you love? Where is that line? Where where do you say, you know what, that's not worth it to me. Is is it friends? Is it family? Is it a relationship? Uh, Because I think like, again, being as totally uh, honest and I'm so grateful, but I think sometimes on the road I go, man, like you know what, I should just be a writer. Like, I write a lot, and I, uh, like, personal essays and funny things and all these different things, and I've, you know, uh, gotten some stuff published different places on the web, and I go, I should just be a writer, and then I don't have to spend, you know, I don't have to do a tour of North Dakota, uh, or I was in Nebraska. Dear Bismarck's nice this time of year. Dear Bismarck, oh, I've been there, done shows there. I was in Nebraska recently. Great motel. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, they're Ramadas, you guys. Uh, (laughs) I was in Nebraska recently. Uh, and it was super fun and great, but we like got into this uh, small car accident. Everything's fine. Thank you for the letters you wrote. Uh, <laughs> but I got into this car, you know, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "What am I doing? What am I doing?" Like, the, you know, there weren't that many people at, sh- at the shows, and it's like, "What am I like?" I'm here. So I think that's an interesting. Line. So it's like to think about where is that line? Like I can still. But do I it. think
1: to that point, you can say, "Man." I was only a writer, but being a writer has its own challenges and its own craziness that comes with it.
0: So I say, absolutely. So I go, oh, where's that line? And then I also urge myself especially and also listeners but also myself to not buy into the narrative that something else will be easier yeah. you're right writing seems fun until i'm trapped in a place and i go i need to move i'm like i need to go see people i've been sitting here i can't sit you're here staring we'll at yeah. and like and like i need immediate feedback you know something like stand-up comedy would provide and then yeah. i'm like oh shit i'm right back first. so absolutely so i think there's so i think there's the, maybe something worth mentioning is finding that balance, finding where that line is, and also not like not falling into that trap That's something else is this shiny new object. I think that's really easy. To say, Oh stand up, you know, this is yeah, writing that's where that's that new thing that and then yeah. Yeah. Maybe opens. we'll do a part
1: two then with a uh, hike or something like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, once I once I quit stand up and become we need a to, writer.
2: We need to find another coffee mug with another question though. It's the WeWork "Do What You Love" coffee mug. I mean, we've always says, do what you it love. It
0: says right? honestly, "always" on the mug. It well, says "always do what you love," which I was before the podcast. I went on this big that I was like, "This is such bullshit." Well, and I always hate absolutes. Do what you I love. hate
2: absolutes, and so it's like, all right. You know what? On that note, Esteban, guest, <laughs> thank you for
0: joining our podcast. <laughs> no, 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 Martin, your soliloquy about absolutes before we leave—they must say no. Thank you I so am much. Uh, for having me, this has been tons of fun uh, and some good conversation. And it's good, like we talked about. It's important to bring up these things and these concerns that aren't often brought up, especially if we have friends who don't understand or family that doesn't understand. To be like, yeah, it's super difficult, but man, it is so worth it. And that's why I didn't work on the Super Bowl. You know, friends, I hope you understand. If not, listen to this podcast and subscribe, and then you will understand.
1: <laughs> All right, thanks for joining. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> that wrapped up our conversation with Esteban Gast. Esteban dude thank you for sitting down with us really fun talk with you wherever you are right now when this episode hits I think Panama or somewhere else cool crush it out there good luck on your travels good luck doing what you love but also having tons of trade-offs and costs that are coming up as a result of it if you want to find out more about Esteban and his work check the show notes we've got them all listed in there you the listener did you like this episode if so you know what you need to do you need to go to itunes and leave us a rating and review and while you're there subscribe to the show as well i mean that wouldn't hurt because those two things i guess those three things help more people find the show and more people then can discover their inner awesome ladies and gentlemen that's the end of season three of the discover your inner awesome podcast we will be back shortly I don't know when but we'll be back in not too long so sit tight in the meantime check out our 40 something episode archive you can listen back to all the great episodes we've had with so many cool guests you can also check out everything on Idealemon.com where we're doing tons of cool stuff helping you just crush it at life and discover your inner awesome that'll do it on this one We'll send you out with our Season 3 theme song, Sidewalk Chalks, lyrically free. Thank you again to Esteban Gast for joining us on the finale episode of Season 3 for Martin McGovern. My name is Rajiv Nathan. You have been listening to the Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast. Season 4 comes your way soon. But until then, take care and be
0: awesome today. (laughs) Said, didn't you call me chilly? And I said, no. He said, oh, I started drilling again. correct me if I'm wrong? Trying to be free as this song. Yeah, so get, free, gonna get free ya, get free ya, get free ya. No, what you can't tell me it's wrong. when I'm trying to be free as this song. Yeah, yeah. Trying to be free as this song. Nit, yeah. yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just trying to be free as this song. Uh-huh. No, wait a second, y'all. No. You you can not tell me it's
3: wrong. when I'm trying to be free as this song. Drop, drop, yeah. Yeah. Uh, drop, drop. Yeah. Get free, so free. up! <laughs> get free up! Get free up! Get free Get free Get free Get free I Get free, I free I Get free I feel Get free Get free Get free